The world has gotten so chaotic, and you might wonder, how can I manifest what I desire with so many moving parts and unexpected things happening and people colliding all over the place? Well, today we're going to have a beautiful conversation with Natalie Schlute, who is a manifestation coach and angelic spirit guide channeler to help you learn how to manifest in this crazy, crazy world. Join us to find out more. Well, hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Soul Nectar Show, that show where we talk about all things essence, where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories of connection to that which is greater than us, to the great mystery beyond the veil, to those synchronistic moments that lead us inexorably towards a deeper understanding of ourselves and the world and why we're here and what's going on and I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird, and I love having these conversations week after week and bringing in beautiful guests for deep conversations, deep spiritual conversations. And this week, we're going to be talking about a lot of manifestation, a lot of things around the law of attraction and manifestation. And as it happens in my personal life, I have a one degree of separation with somebody who was just caught in a very violent act and luckily has survived it. But one of her friends did not. And it was another one of these shooting attacks, another one of these crazy gunmen who just need to go off half cocked and for whatever reason involve everyone else in their suicide plan. And it's kind of like, you know, when you're a person that does the work, you do your shadow work and you're showing up and you're looking at yourself and you're healing your karma and you're really paying attention. You're kind of in my book, you're a good person. You know, that's like Carrie's definition of a good person. You're facing your shadows, you're doing your work, you're showing up. And she's one of these people. And to have been so negatively impacted by somebody that I can't imagine is doing his work to take such an action like that. So I have a lot of judgment this morning for the person who caused random act of violence in my contact's life. And also in looking at our society and looking at, why is all this happening? I know I've done some research. And for those of you who know, I, I look in the gene keys, G-E-N-E-K-E-Y-S with Richard Rudd. And, and then there's one in there that he talks about, one of these gene keys, he talks about how when you get so out of balance with a population, it grows too big, you know, to manage itself. It's overgrown on the planet, kind of like a deer population in a neighborhood gets too big, you know, and it's got to call the herd somehow, except there's nothing bigger than us to call the herd except Mother Earth. It's kind of like at some point they start to see actions like this, like random, crazy insanity that takes people out for no good reason. It's kind of like this, um, this energetic that just wants to move through and cause chaos and destruction to what? To call the herd, to reduce the population. And there's other things that go along with that, like people not really wanting children or not really wanting to, not really feeling inspired that way or not feeling inspired by traditional gender lines and things like that. And there's an explosion of what is sexual identity and, and there's a whole new way to look at it than populating children, right? So, and then we can see that happening, you know, where there's a lot of people that are like, I'm not she, her, and I'm not him, he, and I'm I'm whatever I, I choose to be. And I'm interested in children and I just want to live my life. Well, that also seems to fit in with this whole idea that he's expressing, which is that the population has grown 
too big. And now we need to cull the herd. We need to downsize. And there's these ways that nature comes in to do that. And, and it feels like there's this wave of chaos, this wave of violence, this wave of destruction through the masculine element that just wants to shoot up schools and shoot up wherever they can to kill people that don't even know. So if you're a good person, do you deserve that? And did you do your work to avoid the, was there anything you could do to avoid that from happening to you? Was there anything you could be connected with in your law of attraction to keep that disaster from coming to your door? Or is this just life? Is just this life culling the herd and we're just involved in it and we're just one cell in mother earth. It feels kind of interesting because the law of attraction has this feeling of like being powerful and we, we can actually do something to influence the outcome of our lives. And yet they're also like these chaotic forces that seem to be out of our control. And how do you live in a world like that with maintaining your enthusiasm and having goals and visions and dreams and motivation and hope. And when they turn around and here it is one degree of separation from your back door. How do you stay going? So we're going to have a nice conversation today, deep, hopefully about all of this and manifestation. I've got my friend, Natalie Schlute here with us. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you, Carrie. I'm so excited and thrilled to be here with you. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So Natalie is a manifestation coach and an angelic spirit guide channeler. And she helps women overcome mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual blocks that are stopping them from creating their dream life by embodying the identity of their future selves and following their intuition. And she overcame challenges in every area of her life with depression and drug abuse and trauma and bad relationships, poor money mindsets, and 20 years of chronic pain to master healing her body and mind and finding her soulmate, husband, manifesting a financially successful career and opening herself up to the natural psychic and channeling abilities. And she is the founder of Soul Mastery School, where students learn how to master all levels of their life, including manifesting abilities, intuition, love, health, wealth, and channeling their angelic guides. She's coached thousands of students in her manifestation frameworks, including Hollywood actors, and she's been featured in Fox, USA Today, and over 500 news sites. So Natalie, tell us a little bit about, I mean, I just gave a, a cap, right? A recap yeah. of, so it feels like you can understand maybe some of the mindset that goes along in the chaotic elements. How did you come into orderliness, I guess, in and manifesting what you actually desire in your life rather than being part of this randomness that's going on in our world? Well, it really comes down to taking control of the only things that you can take control of and surrendering everything else. And that's one of the hardest things because as humans, we want predictability, we want reliability, and we want things the way we want them. <laughs> you know, everyone wants certain things. We think that if we have A, B, and C, we're going to be more comfortable. We have the finances, we have the money, the car, the house, the things, the soulmate, the relationship. We think suddenly we're going to be happy if we have all these external things. And the reason we think we're unhappy is because of the things going on in the world, in our life. We think we have bad luck and this and that. But in reality, we can't always control the external world. We can't control the things outside of ourselves. All we can control is how we think, how we feel, how we show up, the habits we choose to take on, the habits we choose to let go of. And that's all we can do. All we can do is love ourselves and shift our perspective and shift how we show up, the actions we take, and the way we interact with the world. And that's how big changes happen. And I know the law of attraction, it's such an interesting interesting world. And as you follow different people online, because so many people are teaching it now, everyone has 
their own philosophies. And it's very easy to get into the philosophy of law of attraction that everything in your reality, you attracted, you created, and therefore you have control over everything. And it's this big grandiose idea that we have control over our external reality. And to an extent we do, but not in the way that I think some people think. It's very easy to get into the idea that it's this magical thing. And if you just visualize and do your affirmations and you just be the best person you can be, you're going to have a life with no problems. You're never going to come across challenges. You're never going to get the coronavirus. You're never going to be in a situation where you're in a room with a shooter and those type of things, and you're never going to have a problem again. And that's just wishful thinking. We did not come to planet Earth to have a perfect experience. We did not come to planet Earth in the human body that you're in right now to never have a challenge, to never have hard times and problems that you have to work through, to ever go through a divorce or to go through a health issue or to lose a loved one or a friend. That was not what we signed up for. And I think it's unrealistic to think that that's what you're creating with the law of attraction. The law of attraction is really about taking your power back of what you can thinking more deeply, reflecting on your own belief systems, shifting your beliefs and your thoughts, being in integrity with high values that you choose for yourself, doing the inner work, all the wonderful work, Carrie, that you're doing, and with all the people that you bring on to your show and the work that they're doing, this deep spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical work. This is why we came here. We came here to evolve, not to have a perfect life. And there are some that teach law of attraction as if everything is your creation. And my personal belief is there's more than that. God created far more than that. I do believe we come into this lifetime with free will to make our own choices, to navigate our own life and to create our own manifestations, our own journey, our own goals and accomplishments. But at the same time, I also believe we chose who we were going to be in a sense, what type of personality we want to have, what family do we want to be brought up in. Maybe there's a handful of milestones that we want to hit, certain lessons in this lifetime that I wanted to learn that maybe I didn't learn in the last hundred lifetimes that I had. And maybe there's a greater purpose, but then I have free will within that. So I do believe that there is past life karma that can interact with us. There are past life bleedings of energies and lifetimes that can influence us now. But there's also things that we get to choose in this lifetime of how we're showing up. And there are a lot of things that are out of our control that just are what they are. Here living in the 2000s, uh, 2023, everyone going through 2020, the pandemic and things like that, we all chose to come into this lifetime together at this time in history. At every point in history, there has been challenges. There have been groups of people that would pillage cities and towns and burn them down and slaughter people. I mean, there things have been going on at every point in history that were very dark, very heavy, very negative. And what we're experiencing now is similar but different. There are mass deaths, uh, you know, deaths happening because of sickness and illness and cancer and things like that. There are shootings happening in the world. There are still wars going on and being fought, both within ourselves, within communities, and within countries and within the world. There are still people that are power hungry, that are psychotic and have no conscience. There are serial killers. There are these things here on planet Earth, and it just is what it is. And it's unfortunate, and it's sad, and it's hard, and it's something that we have to deal with and look at and be aware of. That's part of our shadow work. But we also have to realize that I didn't manifest the serial killers on this planet. 
just because I'm here and maybe they were in the same vicinity of me, you know, a couple months ago, there was a homeless person that stabbed a bunch of people on my block, half a block away at this children's park. There are people that have mental issues that are struggling and they go and they attack random strangers and it's in my neighborhood. This stuff is happening. You know, there are shootings, there are things, but just because it's in my vicinity doesn't mean I drew that to me and I chose that. And there's something that I did because they're in the same block as me or those kind of things. We have to understand that there's, there just are things happening on our planet that are out of our control. And we, we came into a time where there are super viruses that are very aggressive that were not here 200 years ago. There are a lot of toxins and chemicals in our environment. I follow medical mediums work and, you know, his new books that came out last year, it was all about the brain and understanding that based off of all the heavy metals, the toxins, the pathogens, the superbugs that we have right now, those can get into the body and cause brain inflammation. Heavy metals sitting in the wrong part of the brain can cause someone to be so mentally ill, they become a serial killer. They can be so mentally ill that they... They do crazy things and they influence people in a really bad way. And heavy metals in another part of the brain can make you a genius. You could be Einstein because it's it's causing your brain to think differently. But these are things that we're just dealing with in this time in history. There's a lot of mental health issues. And I think, you know, with the digital age and the amount of information that we have 50 years ago, 100 years ago, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have TV the way we do right now with thousands of channels and social media platforms. We're seeing things and we're experiencing things in a way in history right now that we have never seen or experienced before. You know, I didn't have internet as a child. (laughs) I didn't have a cell phone as a kid. These things weren't at our fingertips and your reality was just what was going on in your little bubble. And it's very, very different than what we're experiencing now. We're seeing more of the beauty, but we're also seeing more of the darkness. People are sharing all their cute little animal videos and their family photos on social media, but they're also showing the riots, the rampages that our people are going on with, you know, guns and things like that. And we're seeing a lot more than we ever had before. And because it's right in our face all the time, we now have to do more inner work to determine how are we going to interpret this? How are we going to look at this? How are we going to process this mentally and emotionally? What are we going to hold on to? What are we going to let go of? What are we going to pray about? What are we going to call in angels and God to help support us processing this and support the families that are going through challenges right now? Stuff that's going on with the fires in Maui and how horrific that has been. There's a lot. And there's a lot that we have to look at. But I I want to make sure that the, the underlying message that's taken away when it comes to manifestation and the law of attraction is that don't blame yourself for the things that are happening. It's very easy to fall into, oh, I manifested something negative in my life and blaming yourself for something or seeing like Carrie, unfortunately, what you had happened, your friend who was shot and her friend died. Those people should not feel as if, how, how did I attract this? How, how do I attract walking into a boba shop and then being shot in the face? That's not something that you asked for. She definitely did not do anything wrong. But unfortunately, it's the day and age we live in. And these things can happen anywhere at any time. And it's important to just know, unfortunately, that's a part of life. And I think We've been dealing as a collective with a lot of grief, especially since the pandemic, just this widespread grief and doing our best to understand how do we process that grief. And for me, 
one thing that helped me, and I don't know if this is going to help your audience or not, but I remember years ago during a, a big psychic awakening, all of a sudden, I just started instantaneously picking up on people's past lifetimes, past lifetimes that were very dark, very heavy, a lot of abuse, a lot of murder, a lot of things like that, that was causing people to have certain phobias in this lifetime because of past lifetimes that they were still feeling those energies. I was still kind of in the first couple of years of my psychic awakening. So it was really heavy and really hard. I got depressed for a couple of months, but what helped me process the darkness that happens on planet earth was zooming out. And I had this meditative vision where I zoomed out and I saw that I had had thousands of lifetimes and every person on this planet has had thousands of lifetimes and every person in every lifetime has had challenges, has died, has seen some sort of death or murder or abuse or something. And when I saw that, that was just kind of how it is. But I also saw all the love and the hugs and the beauty and the support and the the community that was there. I realized this is just a part of life. The hard stuff is just a part of life, just like the good stuff is. And it almost neutralized that energy for me. I think when we see this lifetime as if you don't believe in reincarnation, if you don't have belief systems about what's on the other side, if you don't believe that you are an eternal soul that lives forever, then it gets very dark and heavy. But when you have these other belief systems and you zoom out and you see the bigger picture beyond this lifetime, there's less weight to each of these negative events. There's less heaviness to the fact that a young mother with three children died of cancer. It just is what it is. And we have a choice of how much we take in and how heavy, not that we want to not feel anything and not process it and just be neutral and a zombie and like, oh, I don't care that people are dying. That's not what I'm saying either. But zooming out and looking at the bigger picture, seeing the whole vision versus getting so pulled in and tied down to the heaviness of one given situation and the darkness, because the darkness has always been here. It will probably always be here on earth to an extent. and the more we can just see it for what it is and then just take our power back with what we can and allow that to be our journey and allow that to be enough. Because as much as I wish I could stop every shooting, I could stop every war, I could stop political powers from overstepping and taking too much control and the monopoly of businesses and things that are happening on planet earth right now. If I if I could, I would, but I, I also know that it's not my job and I can't, that would be impossible for me to do. So I can either hold on to that weight and that frustration and that anger about the things that I can't control, or I can let it go and be consciously aware, be very aware of what's happening. I don't want to be ignorant. I don't want to be blind to it, but know that it's happening and then take control of what I can and just do my best to live my best life and help as many people in the ways that I know my gifts and talents can. So um, long-winded <laughs> answer to all of that response. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good answer. I feel like we have a lot of questions because we know that this whole thing is a mirroring scheme, right? So mm-hmm. other people that show up in our lives are a mirror for us of something inside of us. Situations, scenarios are mirrors. And because I really love this quote from Rumi, you know, that we are not a drop in the ocean where the entire ocean in a drop, right? So we're the whole ocean in a drop. That means that somewhere in me is that shooter, you know, somewhere in me is that one that just thinks, oh, that's great. I can just go do that. And for whatever reason, I don't, 
I don't have that one at the surface of me, right? Like I, maybe I've done that in some other life, but right Mm -hmm. now I know that that's not who I'm going to be. That's not my choice in this life. I'm not being that one, but that one is in me. And maybe in this way of understanding ourselves as part of all that is collectively, there is that ocean of human consciousness that can come up inside of us, whoever it is. And the less conscious we are, the more the shadow aspects can take us over. And I, I definitely experienced a period in my life where the shadow aspects took me over and I was doing stuff I never thought I would be doing. And I was looking at myself like, what are you doing? You know, why are you doing these things? That's not you. Because for a while I was so unconscious. I was so maybe in so much pain or I just was not speaking my truth. I was unhappy. I wasn't being who I really was. And the shadow really did take me over. And I started behaving in ways, like I said, I was shocked. And then at some point I had to decide to take command of that. I had to decide, I'm going to, whatever it takes, I'm going to heal. And honestly, it was kind of coming down to my knees in the bathroom floor, like eat, pray, love, you know, like, okay, God, please help. You know, I need some help. I'm, I'm lost. And, you know, I feel like we have a lot of people in that eat, pray, love moment right now. It's just that maybe they're going to ask for help. And like you said, if you don't have the understanding of yourself as greater than just your body, then you maybe think like there's no consequence. Like, well, I'm just going to die and go in the earth. So I take as many people with me as I can. But then you realize afterwards, oh, wait a second. It continues. I'm not done. And then you come back again. (laughs) And if you've done that enough times, (laughs) you don't want to do any more bad karma like that because you're like, oh man, I got to come back and deal with that one now. So you get smarter about it over time and over lifetimes where you decide I'm not going to do anything like that because I don't want to have to come back and deal with that. I'm not going to let that dark force take me over and do that action. Uh-uh. So there is that kind of, you know, I think with wisdom comes, with many lives comes wisdom, you know, and avoiding certain behaviors. That guy is going to be definitely venturing back in more lifetimes to deal with that karma. So when we're here, we can easily get this idea that there's like karma is some kind of punishment, but actually it's not, it's not like that. It's more like you just haven't learned the lesson yet. Like you just haven't learned why it is that you don't walk into a boba shop and shoot people, but you don't even know. You haven't learned the value of life. You know, you haven't learned why that kind of action is not productive. You haven't learned why maybe there were some steps that could have been taken in days prior or years prior to kind of help you deal with your emotional state and you didn't take those, you said, no, you know, maybe your body brought you right to the door of the spiritual center and you turned away and that was your choice. But that darkness, the more it takes a hold, the more it leads to these kinds of devastating conclusions. So when we're dealing with the law of attraction consciously, I feel like what we're doing is we're saying, okay, I recognize there is this mirroring system. I recognize that there is this force guiding me you can call it God, source, creator, great spirit, divine mother, whatever you want to call it, many names, Allah, you know? And I, I love I love the that um, Muslim faith because they say, if it, if it happened, Allah intended it. And if you chose that thing, then Allah intended it. And so like they have this complete belief system that everything is intended, that ever happens. And even if you intended to do something, attract something through the law of attraction and you intended to do it, then that means Allah intended for you to intend it. And if it didn't work, that means Allah intended it for not to work. So everything is just supposedly predetermined. But in Western 
ideology, we don't really believe that, you know, in Western ideology, we kind of feel like, well, no, if we intended it, we're manifest destiny, like we're creating our destiny. So where do you land on that spectrum of like, <laughs> of the law of attraction? You know, I mean, where yeah. what's your mindset on that? I mean, I see a little bit of a blend of both because, it, you know, when we think about like the holographic universe and the fact that there are past lives, future lives, but they're all happening parallel, there's an infinite number of ways that we can play out our life. And there's an infinite number of possibilities. And in this lifetime, although we see the sun rise and set as a linear timeline, in reality, time does not exist. I do believe that we live in a universe that has, you know, quantum realities that we're just experiencing this one lifetime here on planet Earth as a linear timeline. But I don't know if the universe actually works that way, meaning there could be multiple realities, there could be multiple lifetimes, there could be all kinds of parallel things going on, and all of them are part of God's creation. And I do believe that, you know, we have our free will, but at the same time, who knows, maybe our free will is the choice that was destined for us, you know, like maybe we were. I I, I don't really know. I can't say I have all the answers because I'm not God. I didn't create the universe. God is within me. I do believe that. I do believe we all share this quantum field of energy that is all connected. We can tap into it at any point in time, but we're also limited because we are a soul in a human body. So we are limited through the senses that we are experiencing in this physical body. I do believe when we're on the other side, when we are just pure soul, we have an infinite abilities and we're able to tap in and connect more easily. But we came into a human body on planet Earth to have a human experience, to experience something completely different that allows our souls to grow. And I think it's the darkness on planet Earth that allows us to grow and expand because it it triggers us. It puts us in challenging positions where we either allow that darkness to take over us, like you were talking about, or we choose to rise above and we choose to overcome it. And over time, we we either choose to succumb to the pain and the darkness, you know, people that are out there and they're, they're doing these shootings, they're randomly walking into stores and just killing people. What have they been going through? What led them to that point? And this is where when we kind of step back and look at the bigger picture. We can just be angry at them, but we can also wonder what did they grow up with? Were they beaten as a child? Were they yelled at and abused? Did they watch their parents being murdered in front of them? Were they living on the streets? Did they have nothing else and, you know, turn to drugs? And how much depression do they have? What's going on in their body? Do they have heavy metals in their brain? Did they have a wonderful life with a family and kids and they died or left them and they're left with nothing? Like what? We don't know what other people are going through and what they went through that led them to those dark moments where they do horrific things that are just in reality, completely unacceptable. I'm not condoning any negative or hurtful and harmful thing that anyone does. But when we come from a space of compassion for everyone on this planet and the journey that they're going through and understand that everyone has their own journey, their own limitations as well with what they're given in any body that they're put into with any reality that they're born into, whether they were born into poverty in a third world country, whether they were born in a, you know, a wealthy community, but that they didn't have any of the emotional support that they needed. We don't know. We really don't know. And everyone has their own unique experience. So, you know, I do believe karma is a way that we learn, we learn and grow. And karma is not a bad thing. It is a cause and effect for the things that we do have control over. And it gives us feedback so that we have consequences so that we learn, oh, I do good things. I support people and I 
I, I show up with love and compassion. Wow, I, I'm now attracting wonderful people into my life. When I, instead of approaching someone by attacking or yelling at them or accusing them of things, and I show up and I just ask them questions and I show up with love and compassion because I care about them, they respond completely differently to me. This kind of cause and effect karma allows us to see that the choices we make and the way we show up creates something. And some of the things and the consequences show up immediately in this lifetime. Some of them show up with a delayed reaction. And sometimes things show up in other lifetimes. We can have karma that shows up from other lifetimes. That maybe it wasn't, the cycle wasn't completed in other lifetimes. So there are consequences in this lifetime, but we don't know where it came from because it came from another space and time. And that's okay. I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that we don't have all the answers. And I don't think as human beings, we ever will. I think we probably know a lot more once we cross over and we're in the other realm and looking back and reflecting on the lifetime, the lessons we learned and kind of doing a, what is it? Uh, just kind of like looking and assessing and everything that we did once we passed on. But I think there's a little bit of a blend. I do believe that we have free will. I do believe that we can make choices, but I also think part of our free will is our destiny too. And so I, I hope that answers the question. I know you asked if, it, if it's yeah. more like we create everything or if it's already predestined, but I, I do believe a little bit of both that there are milestones. I do believe that there are things we came into this lifetime, certain lessons, certain people we're meant to interact with, certain careers or certain situations or challenges we're meant to go through in order to experience something but I also believe we have a choice every day. I feel it within myself. Every day I wake up, I can choose to be depressed. I can choose to look at all the negative things that I don't like in my life that I'm really upset about, but I can also wake up and I can choose to overcome that. I can choose to think of what I'm gratitude, grateful for and like write a gratitude list. I can look at my life in a different way and I can consciously choose to program myself, my mind, my emotions, and take different actions that are gonna benefit me for my health, my well-being, my family, my friends, my career, and those type of things. So we have more control than we realize. And part of that is taking ownership for it. Because I think if you just default to everything is destiny, you kind of just sit back and become lazy. Like we live in too comfortable of a time in history where you can kind of sit back and not do anything if you want to. We all have, for the most part, have a roof over our head. And we, we just have a lot of comforts in this century that we haven't had before. And so taking ownership of your life is really important. Taking ownership of what you can control is so important. And if that's your destiny, great. If you decide you don't want to take ownership, then that, that's up to you as well. I don't think that's any of your listeners here. <laughs> They're all here to learn and grow and expand in their soul consciousness and awareness, which is is really beautiful. And I think it's like the most rewarding path that you can be on. Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of like, I had this conversation not that long ago on a different podcast where I was being challenged, you know, on my belief that we're really here at the edge of the great awakening. And this is what it looks like, you know, it's like the chaos and things opening up and, but we have this ability to build the new earth, you know, choice by choice by choice. And I was really being challenged by this host who was like, well, I just think we're in the middle of a destructive process and we're just in it and there's nothing we can do. And I was like, well, like, you know, if I was going for a hike in the woods and I saw a bunch of trash in the woods, I would pick it up and then I would pack it out. It's not my trash, but I see it and I'm aware of it. And so I would pick it up, put it in my pack and then pack it out, you know, pack in, pack out. Somebody else didn't get that message, but I got the message. I know, I know to do that. And I feel like in so many of decisions on this planet, we have the ability to make that choice. 
is it our responsibility? No, but do we, can we choose to make it our, you know, can we choose like, I'm here for the planet. I'm here for all of my relations. I'm here to create peace. As you said, I'm here to show up every day and, and give it my best. And I think that what makes it kind of easier to navigate is when you do have that emotional intelligence and you do know that you have the ability to focus your energy in a higher frequency band where maybe, maybe you're less likely to run into some chaotic elements like that. Although, you know, there's no guarantees, but maybe you might have a more graceful time. Like you might set off from that. And I've heard so many people say this, they just set off from the stop sign just a second later. And then thank God they did because a person blasted through the intersection. They would have been, you know, if they'd have set off right at the turn of the light, they would have gotten smashed, but something in them delayed them. And they're not normally like that, right? They're like, oh, I got distracted or I didn't do it. And then bam, I would have been killed. Things like that, or voices were that they got warned, like right before the accident, you're going to get, there's going to be an accident, you know, you're going to be hurt, but it's going to be okay. You know, when the voice comes in. So there is like this sense of like being in tune is better than being ignorant, you know, being in tune and being emotionally intelligent and, and activating your intuition and getting connected with the earth is actually at least gives you some fighting chance to make a good pathway for yourself and others, rather than just kind of blindly going along into the death and destruction, like, well, this is all, this is all a decomposition. So I'm just going to go along with it. You know, and that's just my perspective. I don't know what you feel about that, but I feel like we have, we can make a conscious choice and make a better path. Oh, I, I agree 100% with you. Again, it's what you focus on. So that other host clearly was focused on the death and destruction and the darkness. And when you focus your attention on the darkness, I think we need to be aware of the darkness. I'm definitely not one of those manifestation teachers that just focus on the positive and be positive and, you know, never looking at what's really going on in the world or never looking at your, your own shadows because there is that philosophy. And if you read through a lot of the Abraham Hicks, Hicks books, it's kind of like that. It kind of leads people into always thinking, oh, I just need to think positive and I need to find a way to think better about this situation or what's going on. And I think that's kind of ignorant because we do need to see what's really happening and we need to see that we can take responsibility for the actions and things that we do. For example, you picking up trash, like that's a beautiful thing. Every day I can wake up and I can choose, am I going to focus on gratitude or am I going to focus on the dark things going on in the world? Am I going to choose to eat something that's going to make me feel like crap, like a, a sugary donut? Or am I going to go make a really great smoothie that's going to help heal my body? Am I going to do something with my life that's going to help other people? Am I going to volunteer my time? Am I you know, passionate about something, you know, maybe single women that don't have a lot of support that have kids? Am I going to go create a nonprofit organization because I'm called to that and my actions can make a difference in the world? I can support people. You know, my business I created because of all the hardships that I've been through. And I wanted to be able to create community and support other women in their challenges with the challenges that I went through, with their relationships, communication, their own trauma, their health and healing process, with finding their purpose and their path and their career in building a business and financial stability for themselves, being able to manifest in all these areas of their life. I do what I do because I know I have knowledge and wisdom and I can support others in what I'm capable of with my gifts, even if it's just a gift of, hey, I can pick up this trash right now. And I do that too. Sometimes I walk down to the beach and I see all this trash and it's literally five feet away from a trash can. I'm like, are you kidding me? Let's just pick this up and put it in the trash can. Is it really that hard? If everyone were to do these little things to help the earth, 
to help the community, to serve other people, to support their friends and family or strangers, to show up for themselves better every day. And it's just these little tiny things that we do, they add up. It adds up to massive change. Every person that listens to a podcast episode that you and I have talked on, watches one of our videos, reads a social media post or an email, and they get inspired and it changes them just a little bit. It lights them up just a little bit. They go about their day and they act different. They think different. They feel different. They show up differently for their kids, for their parents, for their family, for their coworkers. They show up differently because they're inspired by the work that we do. And then they inspire someone else because they show up in a better mood and they are doing more shadow work and they're healing and they're communicating better. They're showing up better. When It creates this ripple effect. There's a ripple effect of destruction, but there's also a ripple effect of light and good and healing and integrity and values that we have control over. We as an individual, we each get that choice. And I know there are people out there that don't have the support, they don't have the resources, they're not looking for you know, the beauty, and they go downhill and they do crazy, stupid things. But then there are the people that are stuff, stu- you know, suffering or struggling or on that edge, and they're like, I need help. And they start Googling and they find us and they find other people that are doing similar work to us. And they can they can make a choice. And you know, I've been there, I've been in the dark places, I've been on the drugs, I've I've been depressed, I've had anxiety, I've had PTSD, I've had I spent decades having emotional breakdowns week after week, massive crying spells for days, weeks, and years on end. I've been there, I've done that. I know how hard it is. But you know, I've also come across the other side and I've been the last decade has been miraculous compared to the other couple of decades prior to that. But I put the work in. I spent so much time and effort and I decided no matter what, I'm going to change who I am. I'm going to change how I show up. I'm going to take control of my life. I'm going to heal my traumas. I'm going to figure out how to stop having emotional sounds. I'm going to figure out how to stop crying every day. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to change my thoughts. I'm going to change my emotions. I'm going to get my butt up and go to the gym because I know it's going to make me feel better, even though I don't want to, like I have more energy and I feel stronger or my power when I'm done with that 20 minute workout or that walk on the beach. You just do the things, you know, I feel better when I eat healthy. I feel better when I'm kind and compassionate to strangers and people instead of just being in my own head and not happy and then just snapping at someone, you know, there's so much power that we have with the little things and the big things. And one person, one shift, one change can make changes in tens, hundreds, thousands of people down the line. One smile can change one person and then change another person and then another person. And we have to realize that we have more power than we know. You have far more power than you realize. And not just with how you show up for you, but the impact that you can have on the world. And it's the little things that add up to the big things. So I think you share this philosophy <laughs> as well, but, but we are powerful and, and we get to choose that. Yeah. And it does take effort, but it, it's like, mm-hmm. it takes effort to bring yourself out of darkness back into light. It takes effort to climb that mountain and it's the mountain worth climbing, you know? So if you're going to put your effort somewhere, put it into that mindfulness and shifting your perspectives and tapping into that greater self within and just choosing to work with this law of manifestation, this law of attraction to attract to you what you actually desire rather than what you've by default been receiving and then unhappy with. 
You know, it's interesting because I the, the energy of chaos is a part of life, but the higher frequency of chaos is innovation. And so when you move into innovation, that is a law of attraction. You start to attract to you, you start to innovate in order to receive the experiences you want to receive, you start innovating with that law of attraction instead of just being in total chaos and letting it destroy you. You know, So you get a choice, you can innovate. And it obviously it is the part of you that is bigger than your human self that can innovate. So that means that you're, you choose to incorporate that higher self. You choose to incorporate this part of you that is divine in order to innovate. And even still, as I've seen with my friends, I know who was innovating you still get caught in a crossfire sometimes um, with people who are choosing to be in chaos because it's chaotic. They walk around and create chaos everywhere they go when they're like that. And so, you know, a little self-awareness goes a long way, everybody. <laughs> and I just welcome everybody to the conversation of some self-awareness and, you know, really choose. Am I going to just be in chaos and be blown wherever the wind blows me and, and get whatever I get and, and be sad and depressed and whatever else? Or are you going to actually climb your way out of that dark tunnel, up that hill, up that mountain and get some support to do it and ask for help and let your spirit come Mm -hmm. in and help you? I love the way you talk about how it takes effort because I think sometimes we get into this idea that everything's supposed to be easy. We we're in this world of instant gratification. We, everything's at our fingertips. And you know, if we don't page doesn't load on our phone in like one to three seconds, you're off. Like the attention span that people have is lacking nowadays. And in order to really make a big change in your own life, to see your own life transform, and then to be able to influence transformation through everyone around you in a positive way, it does take effort. I I can't tell you how hard I have worked every day for decades to heal myself, to heal my mind, to heal my emotions, to heal my body, to completely rewire and rework and reframe dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of belief systems that I have to look deeply at myself and my shadows, the things that I am regret doing in the past, the things that I've wanted to change, the things that I've seen as failures, doing the hard work. It's not easy. And I think that's one of the misconceptions too, that manifestation is sit on the couch, visualize, write a couple affirmations and you're good to go. But no, I mean, you have to be so self-aware. You have to be so conscious and every day make really challenging decisions to overcome your old habits for new ones, to stop just defaulting and eating fast food and to instead go, you have to go so far out of your way to eat healthy nowadays. You know, you eat healthy and people are like, oh, you're on a diet. It's like not normal to eat healthy. It's not normal to eat a lot of raw fruits and vegetables and to cut out all the animal products and the gluten and the, you know, the things that are actually infecting and causing viral and pathogen load to flourish in our body. And it's so much easier to just default into being hypnotized by what's on TV, on the radio, on the news instead of turning it off, getting quiet, putting the phone away and reflecting. It is so much harder to be conscious. It is so much harder to change your habits. It is so much harder to actually take ownership of who you are, how you're showing up and reprogram your mind, body and spirit to be in alignment with the values that really mean the most to you and to follow your intuition. It's so hard to follow your intuition in the beginning. But when you do these things, Eventually, over time, all that hard work, all the dedication, all the every day, just like being so pissed off. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to get outside. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do my work. 
and making yourself do it anyway, not procrastinating, forcing yourself to do things, eventually the person you become, it becomes easier. In the beginning, it's so freaking hard. Learning a a new language as an adult, learning a musical instrument as, as an adult, if you've never done those things before, is ridiculously hard. And that's what it's like when you're on your spiritual awakening, when you're looking at your shadows, when you're transforming yourself to become the person you truly want to be. It is hard work. It is dedication. It is every day showing up, waking up and recommitting to yourself. And like, even if you're kicking and screaming inside and you want to throw a tantrum, you do it anyways, because you know, you're doing a habit that's good for you. That's going to create positive results. That's going to help you heal and think better, feel better, live better, influence more in a positive way. That's just what it takes. Eventually it becomes easy. When it becomes the norm, it becomes easy, but it takes months and years before it becomes easier. And even then you still have challenges. You now have learned protocols. So you have your system of, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do my trauma work. I'm going to do my healing. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to do my breath work. I'm going to go get some sunshine. I'm going to do the things that I know are going to help me process what I'm going through. But we still have challenges. We still have problems. We're just more efficient and we're smarter about how we go about it. (laughs) And we have systems and tools and processes that allow us to get there faster. And we have more compassion for ourselves going through the shadow work. We have more compassion for ourselves when we make a mistake and we fall back into old patterns and we just realize, oh, that's one of my old patterns. I did something. I said something I shouldn't have said. I was kind of rude in the way I did that. And that's not who I really want to be. That's just an old programming, an old human programming of the collective consciousness here on planet earth. That's not who I really am as a soul. That's not who I am in my higher self and the person I genuinely want to be. And you apologize, you show up, you're more mature about it. You breathe through it, you forgive yourself and you move forward and you don't make that mistake again. And you just keep doing that over and over again until you become more and more of the person you genuinely want to be. But you do have to work at it. You do have to put the time and effort in. You do have to have the intention and you have to recommit every day, every hour sometimes over and over again until that becomes your reality. And that's really how you manifest. That's really how you manifest the life that you want and you become more intuitive is you just, you force yourself to do it and do it and do it and do it over and over and over again until it becomes who you actually are as a human, not just the knowingness of the soul, but like, You have to integrate the human part of yourself with the thoughts, actions, and habits in order to really make it a permanent part of who you are in this lifetime. Yeah. And then once you become it is obviously it's easy. It just shows up. But, Mm -hmm. you know, until you become it, you do have to, yeah, you have to become the person that attracts those realities. And if Mm -hmm. you're, you know, if you're not that person yet, you can't attract it. You can try, but you won't get it. So yeah, yeah, the only way to get it is to become the person that attracts that reality. And that takes work. Exactly. It's inner work. It's the inner shadow work. But then once you're in the groove of who you really are, then everything is a lot easier. It just sort of shows up until you have Mm -hmm. the next initiation, you know, the next layer. But yeah, 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 it is a lot easier. Things do seem to, to just show up. They're just like interviews and stuff like that for me, super easy. And they just show up. Bam. Mm -hmm. I'm on the interviews. That's just, that's a channel. I just became that. That's who I was innately to be. And I owned it. And did the inner work to overcome whatever blocks or limitations I had around it. And now it just happens. So I'm always on interviews, right? It's like not, a, mm-hmm. it's not hard to get on interviews for me, but that's something that years ago it was, you know, years ago it, it was new and it was something that was hard, but now it's not. 
So things okay. like that, or like the partner thing, you know, we we're talking about attracting your divine partner. And, and I had this the same thing. I had this list of for Akeem that before I even met him, I was, I uh, made my list of what do I want to attract, you know, and I made my whole list. So oh, I want him to be like this. And I want him to, to treat me like this. And I want to feel like this around him and all the whole list. I want him to look like this. And then I put it aside and then he showed up and I took that list out a few months later. I remembered I had it and I was like, oh my God, you're this guy. <laughs> but it is only because I had become the person that he would be interested in, you know, which mm-hmm. is my authentic self. So I had to release a lot of stuff that was not true about me mm-hmm. in order to call in the, the frequencies and the behaviors and the ways of thinking and going about the, the world that he would have been interested in. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's who I really, I was really calling myself to myself, you know, in some ways, but yeah. yeah. And that's the beauty of this whole process is, you know, it's, it takes a lot of work up front. Just like I said, learning a new language or learning a musical instrument, it's a lot of practice. But then eventually you become fluent. You become fluent in that language. You learn, you know, I play the piano. You you learn a, a musical piece and eventually you memorize it. And then you don't even need the sheet music. And I don't even think, if I think too hard, I actually mess it up and I can just go <laughs> and I can just play this whole piece of music. And it's just, it's automatic. And I don't even know how I do it, but I've rehearsed it so many times. And so when it comes to, like you said, manifesting something like a soulmate or things like that, it's really about coming into alignment with who you really are. Like you said, it was about you becoming you, you becoming the authentic version of you, the version of you that's in alignment with the true values and essence of who you want to be in your own confidence, in your own light, in your own authenticity. And when you do that, you will naturally attract all the things that are meant for you all the things that are you know, easier for you. And, you know, even when I started my podcast, I don't, I don't know, five, six years ago, whenever it was, you know, in the beginning, I was really nervous and it, it was kind of like, oh my God, this is challenging. And same thing with my YouTube channel. But now, you know, years later, it's just, it's so easy. I don't even think about it. I don't even worry about it. I don't stress about it. I, I don't get any kind of anxiety around showing up for any of these interviews because it's just such a natural part of who I am now things are always challenging in the beginning. You know, it's normal to have some fears and some anxiety and like, Oh my God, I have to do this thing. And that's okay. That's totally okay. And then it eventually becomes second nature, you know, and that's the beauty. We want to become second nature to being our highest and best self. And when you do that, you don't even have to think about your manifestations. You don't have to even work for it. Really. You just show up because you already are in alignment wholeheartedly, every part of your being is in alignment with those things. And they are just naturally drawn to you. Oh, beautiful. I know that you have a book coming out um, pretty soon. Um, What's the name of that book again that you're, you're writing right now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, I'm going back and forth with my editor. So it's in the third round of editing right now. Hopefully it'll be out by the end of this year. It's the advanced manifestation journal. So it's a 30 day transformational journal. I designed it very much like in one of my online courses where you get a lot of education up front. So the first portion of the book, you're really diving deep into manifestation and not just oh, here's some affirmations or here's how you're doing, but understanding how it actually works and understanding your intuition and all of your clairsenses, clairvoyance, clairsentience, you know, your empath skills, clairaudience, and how all of that plays into manifestation as well, becoming intuitive, becoming aligned with your highest soul self versus the human part of yourself. So you really get a deep under spiritual understanding of manifestation and education at that first section. And then you go through an entire transformation process with 30 days of journaling prompts, 10 days where you dive deep into who you really are, what you really want, how to set your goals, how to go deep and reprogram your mind, how to reprogram your nervous system, how to 
to dive deep into these facets of yourself that maybe you've never looked at before that are really essential to manifesting more of what you want. And then you go into the second um, half, the last 20 days where it's just on repeat. You have, we've built out an entire process that's unique to you, unique to your goals, unique to what your blocks and challenges are. And you implement. And every day you show up for yourself over and over again. You take action. You have this self-assessment process so that you're keeping yourself on track to actually transform your life, not just from a, hey, here's a couple of affirmations and I'm going to like visualize something, but really deep look, a deep look at yourself to create long-lasting manifestations and long-lasting transformation for yourself. So I'm very excited about this. I'm really excited for this to be my first book and for it to be one that allows people to be really interactive and integrate the material in a unique way. Beautiful. It sounds like a great book. So we'll definitely update you guys on that if it, if it comes out after the show. Uh, otherwise, there'll be a link in the bio. And I look forward to everyone sharing out this interview. If you found useful tips from Natalie today and from this conversation, please share it out, like, subscribe, comment. We do look at the comments, so we will respond to you if you do comment. And is there anything else on our way out that you want to share before we go? Yeah, of course. I'd love to give all of your your viewers and your listeners a freebie. I have a great free download PDF that goes into how to manifest faster, creating a lot of the similar elements, but in a shorter PDF version than the book that's coming out. So I'd love to give that freebie, put that in the link. And if anyone wants to follow, I'm on a lot of platforms. Instagram is my biggest platform I'm, I'm consistent with, but I also have my own podcast, which Carrie has been on, the Successful Soul Podcast. I've got a YouTube channel as well. So I post a lot there and just jump on my email list so that you find out more when the book comes out, when I have, you know, I periodically open enrollment for Soul Mastery School, group coaching and one-on-one coaching. So if anyone's interested in diving deeper, a little more handholding and guidance to really creating the life of your dreams, I am more than happy to support you and work with you. So yeah, check me out. Natalie Schlute. You can find me anywhere. I'm the only one with my name, Natalie Schlute. So if you search for a platform, if you spell my name correctly, you should be able to find me. (laughs) Beautiful. And we we will put all those links in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for being on the show, Natalie. Appreciate it. And thank you for having me. (laughs) We're going to give everybody kisses now. So here come the kisses, everybody. We love you. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Have a beautiful week, everybody. And we'll see you next time on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Show. Awaken Take a sip from the drip of nectar from the source of who you are.